Hello and welcome to Brokenomics. Now, in this episode, I would like to tell you that I've secured an interview with Vladimir Putin. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't, but Tucker Carlson did. Uh, and we got the transcript of a two hour interview from that. And he made some absolutely fascinating points about history and the dollar and the role of the US and the, and the power centers in the US. Now, all of that is is absolutely right up my street. Uh, the combination of the influence of the dollar uh, global politics, geopolitics, all that kind of stuff is exactly what we cover here on Brokenomics. So I felt that I had to respond to this and, and specifically really get into some of the some of the comments that he made about uh, the what 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 happened to to Russia after 1991, and it wanted to try and join, as Putin calls it, the the family of civilization, civilization, civilized nations, um, and how he was rebuffed from that. Um, what he thinks is going on with effectively the CIA um, when he's talking about the the American decision makers and of course the the role that the the dollar has and all of that. There's also a lengthy bit of um, history uh, in there in the front which I will cover fairly briefly. Although of course, as you know, Brokenomics is not a, uh, a history channel. My history is uh, not great. I think I'm pretty good post World War Two and particularly post you know 1971. Um, but we, we will touch on it. What I will say for the history aspects of what Putin was talk about, talking about is if you go and look on um, YouTube for Apostolic Majesty, he did a fantastic deconstruction of the first sort of 30, 40 minutes and the, the history elements that, that Putin was talked about. I have watched that. Um, I will touch upon it. In that video, Apostolic Majesty was uh, making... Um, was going into the nuance that Putin did did not go into, um, and criticising Putin where he felt that criticism was 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 warranted, and agreeing with him where he felt that it was what where where it was not. Um, of course, we've seen various um, regime historians, such as Tom Holland and, and others, come out with their um, regime talking points on on Putin, which is basically to say we don't like his worldview. Um, he's a bad guy, obviously. Now let me tell you why every single thing he said was was wrong, which is a, a rather absurd point to take. Uh, Putin, of course, did make conflations. Um, he did mislead in places, uh, and he certainly oversimplified. You, you might not thinking that from um, the fact that he sort of spent half an hour to 40 minutes uh, talking about that stuff. But there were um, certainly greater depths and nuances that you could go on to that. So if it's the if it's the history you're primarily interested in, Apostolic Majesty is your man for that, and perhaps even Bo here at the Lotus Eaters will um, uh, will get into that as well. Uh, but we will touch on it because it does make up a a notable proportion of that interview. Um, now I'm I'm doing this from in the home studio because uh, well basically I wanted to get this out as this week's Brokenomics, and I didn't have time to record it on the Tuesday and, and get it out that. Uh, same Tuesday afternoon. Normally, there's a week lag. You know, we record on Tuesday, and it goes out the next Tuesday. So I didn't have the option of doing it in the studio. So I'm I'm going to be boomering the tech as I as I often do when I try and do these things myself without the benefit of a of a producer on hand. Uh, but we we will see where we can get to, and hopefully we can draw out some interesting points, especially as he gets into that later dollar stuff. So got the transcript here. Um, Full transcript. You can find it on the Kremlin website if you want to um, um, not only watch it, but if you want to sort of get into um, you know going through this line by line as I have. So uh, Tucker goes in. Um, he sits down uh, and uh, he, he quite um, 
understandably uh, starts off with a question about uh, what happened in Ukraine two years ago, uh, to which uh, Putin um, asks him, you know, are, are we going to have a, a serious conversation or is this going to be a, a talk show? Putin, uh, Tucker, of course, says it's going to be a, um, a serious conversation, <laughs> at which point Putin says, and I quote here, so if you don't mind, I will take only 30 seconds or one minute of your time to give you a little historical background. Now, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the um, the interview, um, it did not take 30 seconds. It was it was somewhat longer than that. So anyway, um, uh, Tucker gives his, his consent for a, a 30 second to one minute uh, bit of background. Um, and um, Putin, bless him, he, he, he then goes to um, 862. Um, for the creation of the uh, the Russian state. I mean, I'll read a bit to give you a bit of flavour of it. In 882, Rurik's successor, Prince Oleg, who was actually playing the role of regent to Rurik's youngest son, because Rurik had died at that time, came to Kiev. He ousted two brothers who apparently had once been members of Rurik's squad. So Russia began to develop two centres of power, Kiev and Novogrod. Okay, so... Um, Again, like I say, I'm not, I'm not going to touch too much on the um, the historical side, but what I, I will note um, some very good points made by people who've looked at this, such as Apostolic Majesty, is that um, Putin is, is certainly somewhat oversimplifying here. He's he's conflating um, Rus, um, spelled R-U-S, well, at least that's the, the, the Latinized um, uh, spelling of, of Rus, um, with what is now the sort of modern Russia. Now, history, of course, does not move in any sort of straight lines. History is very messy. Um, if, if history were a person, it would be the drunk guy walking back from the pub, meandering from side to side and getting lost frequently. Um, and, and you are certainly not going to get a, a high-definition um, look at the historical analysis here from me. You might get a bit of 8-bit um, history, but... Um, it was interesting, the criticisms from this, because a lot of people criticise Putin for being boring um, and for spending too long on this. And, of course, the historians have gone the other way and said that he's, he, he, was, he was too light on this. Um, but what we, what we can do is we can look at what Putin was, was trying to tell us. And Putin is basically, in everything that follows, he's, he's trying to tell us is that there is a, um, a Russian people or something that we would come to regard as the Russians and they were immersed in in all of this area. Uh, it, it might have been simpler for him to simply say that the first thing that we can point to and say, okay, that is probably a precursor of the modern Russian state, um, had its capital in Kiev, uh, and, and it did for, for many centuries. So, you know, you, you could say, okay, uh, Kiev or Kiev, as we're supposed to call it now, um, was, the, was the origin of, of in some way, uh, modern Russia. So anyway, so he, he continues various bits um, and, and he talks about, you know, um, from this time, a centralized Russian state began to strengthen. Why? And then this is the interesting point for this, because of a single territory, integrated economic ties and one and the same language. So what he's talking about here, of course, is a common people, a, an ethnos. It is fascinating to see a uh, global leader talking in terms of a people, of an ethnos, of um, you know common and shared bonds. It's it's so striking because of course modern leaders, especially Western leaders, 
simply do not think in those terms. In fact, if anything, they they go the opposite way, and they say that the uh, the, the the true origins of our of, of us as a nation is diversity. Um, you know, you saw those memes going around afterwards of uh, somebody like um, Rishi Sunak sat opposite Tucker being asked about the origins of the of the British. Um, at, at, to which his response is, um, "Oh yes, uh, when when the uh, the ship Windrush left Jamaica in 1984, you know, this modern Western leaders go out of their way to deny that there is any sense of people, um, any commonality, and that actually um, the only thing that uh, makes us great in any sense is the fact that we are a a melting pot or a multicultural society." Putin is going completely the other way here. He, he's talking about a, a common thread of people. Now, he's not doing it uh, primarily in a racial way. He's doing it in a in a cultural way, talking about, as he does there, um, you know, single territory, integrated economic ties in the same language. He's, he's all about the culture here. Um, and this is a common theme as we go through it. Uh, he then makes some comment on back in the Middle Ages, Prince Yasov the Wise introduced the order of succession to the throne, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, uh, I just thought that was amusing because it, it, it sounded like um, uh, it, it sounded like a quote from, from Star Wars, didn't it? You know, did I ever tell you the tragedy of Prince Yasov the Wise? Where where can I uh, learn about uh, this? Asked Tucker. Not from an American. I don't know if you get the reference, but uh, yes. So. Then as we go through, um, so he then goes on to talk about Kiev um, began to gradually gravitate towards another magnet, the center that was emerging in Europe. This was the Grand Duchy of Lithuania. It was even called Lithuania Russian Duchy because the Russians were a significant part of its um, population. So again, there, you know, this, this is not so much a point about ethnos or common culture or anything like that. He, he's talking about emerging power structures and about how as Russia started to emerge, you've got these complete competing power centers. You've got the power center of um, Russia or the Russian people, although it's still very early to be narrowing it down to any sort of sense of, of cohesive Russian people. But he certainly sees it as a cohesive, uh, a, 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 well, a coming together of the people at this time um, and recognizes that an, a, another power center. And of course, I mean, he, he is a world leader. He's he's an ex-KGP man. He he thinks very much in terms of power centers and states and control. Um, and again, this is a common theme, which is why I wanted to draw it out of the of, of the push and pull that you've got going on between Russia um, and the Western powers, which was then, of course, not United States in any ways. It was it was simply Europe. Um, he goes on to talk about um, how the Poles were engaged in polarization of this part of the population. They introduced their language there, tried to entrench the idea that this population was not exactly Russian, that because they lived on the fringe, Ukrav, they were Ukrainians. Originally, the word Ukrainian meant a person living on the outskirts of a state near the fringe. It was engaged in border service. It did not mean any particular ethnic group. Now, um, the historians who have looked at this, like Apostolic, have said, "Well, no, that's that's not exactly correct. Um, you could you, you you could bring in uh, the Cossacks there, um, but nevertheless, we are looking at this um, for for this part of the uh, this part of Brokenomics to to talk about you know what what is going through 
um, Putin's mind. What is what is he envisaging? And he's and again, it comes back to that theme that he's he's talking about um, a, a common people, a Russian people, who are being pulled away and are artificially being um, put in the put into the orbit of a, of another group of people. So 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 here the poles. Okay. Um, then they, they talk about this more and he goes on to say, you know, so that you don't think I'm inventing these things, um, I will give you these documents. And he hands um, Tucker some, um, some, some documents which apparently have been taken from the archives and translated into, into Russian uh, that uh, Tucker can go and have a look at. Don't know what's in those. Um, Tucker hasn't, hasn't yet shared in any great detail what was, what was inside of that. Um, you have to wonder if maybe Putin was passing um tucker some some more sensitive information we don't know perhaps um you know that th they contain uh, michelle obama's dick pics we we, we really don't know uh, but I'm, I'm sure he will come back to that anyway now at this point uh, tucker is is starting to get a little bit frustrated and he comes back well i i'm not sure why this is relevant to what happened two years ago um i i think it is i think it is very relevant to actually what what happened um two years ago it's that in in Putin's mind, and you know, a number of people, of course, say that this has has justification, is that ethnic Russians were being treated very poorly, and he does come on to say this in eastern Ukraine. Um, but these are people who who are Russian, who speak Russian, who consider themselves Russian, and he gives examples of that, which we come back to nearer the end of the interview. Um, but that that is um, the core of what. Um, uh, Putin is describing as his justification um, for the, you know, what we um, here in the West call the invasion. It's interesting that he does not uh, primarily dwell on security concerns. So he, he does not, for example, make his case uh, justified on the basis of, well, uh, NATO, I mean, he does talk about this later on, but he, he, he doesn't say, well, look, NATO continually expanded and expanded and expanded. And there was commentary coming out of the West about how they would be stationing nuclear weapons in Ukraine and giving them to to Ukraine. Um, that I would have thought is a is a um, a strong causes belly um, for Putin, but he he does not primarily hang his hat on that. Now, just to put that in perspective, of course, had well we we we, we, we know this from a real example when the Russians tried to place nuclear weapons. In Cuba, um, that was um, the justification for a, a um, massive ramping up of hostility, and you know, very nearly took um, the took the USSR and America, and thereby extension its satrapies such as such as uh, the UK um, to the point of war. And I can I can absolutely guarantee you that if Mexico or Canada were to enter into a military alliance with you know Russia or China um and then Russia or China were to want to be placing nuclear weapons pointed at the US um into into say Mexico or Canada the US would have absolutely no hesitation in striking first no, none whatsoever there was no doubt in my mind that um you know Mexico City or um you know anywhere in in canada would not be a smoking ruin um within a few weeks so um interesting that he didn't go there but uh he, he likes to come at this from from a historical aspect also i, I noticed from um 
uh, Russian commentators who, who have added from this is that this, none of this is, is particularly unusual for Putin. Putin will often launch into these lengthy historical um, perspectives every time he goes on on Russian TV now. Um, he he hasn't had an interview with a with a with a non-Russian for for a good while now, a number of years now. But uh, whenever he does his on Russian TV, apparently he he, he comes back to this frequently. So um, you know more more filler later, and he's talking about under the rule of Catherine the Great of Russia, reclaimed all of its historical lands, including the South and the West. So again, this is talking about how um, Kiev was the first um, capital of what you might call Russia, Rush, um, uh, and that uh, it got pulled away. Um, and well, of course, it, 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 there was a very notable period with, um, um, you know, Genghis Khan who um, swept through the area and sort of messed things up. Um, again, historians will point to the, the post-Khan, the, the post-Mongol invasion as being the point where something much closer to, to modern Russia emerged from, from the ashes of that afterwards. Um, but nevertheless, um, Putin is uh, Putin is is simplifying, and of course he's pushing an agenda as well. So he, he is attaching more of this sort of straight line, uh, a straight but broken line um, between the connection of, of Kiev and, and Ukraine um, to, to, to what is Russia. So anyway, so he talks about um, Catherine the Great recapturing these lands. And then this is very interesting. This is this is one of the bits where I did a, disagree somewhat with um, Apostolic Majesty in his in his stream. So so Putin says, and I quote this: Before World War One, the Austrian general staff relied on the ideas of Ukrainianize, Ukrainianization. It started to actively promote the idea of Ukraine in Ukraine. Um, the motive was obvious. Just before World War One, they wanted to weaken a potential enemy and secure themselves favorable conditions in the border area. So the idea which had emerged in Poland, that people residing in that territory were allegedly not Russians, but rather belonged to a special ethnic group, Ukrainians, started being propagated by the Austrian general staff. Now, um, Apostolic Majesty in his in his excellent stream um, talks about how he he didn't see it in those terms. He saw it in that the um, that the Austrians were um, exploiting an advantage um, that they that they could. Um, of course, um, Putin is a is a KGB man. He thinks very much in terms of um, covert actions and propaganda and state building. So in in his sense, you know, that is exactly what is what is taking place here. Now, uh, I, I'm happy to accept that we, we know full well that Western leaders will frequently uh, make use of um, propaganda and psyops and um, an attempt to persuade populations of narratives that are useful for them, that give them a... Um, a geopolitical or military advantage, and, and I, so, I see no particular reason to disbelieve that the Austrian general staff before the World War One were perfectly capable of doing what is what is a routine matter today. I think that I think that is a, a perfectly acceptable um, uh, idea here. Um, but but he's basically calling the uh, Ukrainianization um, for, as that as a distinct group as as opposed to being part of the Russian. Um, ethnos as, as effectively war propaganda. So, uh, okay, fair enough. Um, he then goes on to talk about um, 
the uh, pre pre World War Two period. Um, he, he says this interesting thing. In 1939, after Poland cooperated with Hitler, it did collaborate with Hitler, you know. Uh, and he goes on to talk about then about how um, uh, Poland was not perhaps, you know, more more than cooperating. I mean, he, he uses the word collaborating there to describe the the times that um, Poland had with um, with um, Hitler's Germany. Um, of course, um, collaboration is quite a quite a pejorative term. It's uh, you know it, it has certain connotations. The only thing I did think was it is it is perhaps a bit rich, a bit rich, um, to say the least, of Putin to talk about um, Poland's collaboration, as he calls it, uh, with Hitler, um, given the uh, molotov ribbentrop Pact. Um, which was, I mean, if, if if what Poland was doing was collaboration, the uh, Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact was was undoubtedly uh, collaboration as well. But um, he, but again, he he he's he's advancing his own argument, and um, you know, he I think he um, was potentially being a bit rum on, on that particular point. Right. Anyway, so then um, then Carson uh, says to him, "May I ask?" You're making the case that Ukraine, certain parts of Ukraine, eastern Ukraine, in fact, has been Russian for hundreds of years. Why wouldn't you just take it when you became president 24 years ago? You have nuclear weapons. They don't. It's actually your land. Why did you wait so long? Now, um, that's quite a good question, isn't it? Um, I think there are um, uh, good reasons, and, and perhaps we come back to that next time Tucker Tucker asks it. But uh, that, that's a perfectly good question. But but clearly Putin doesn't want to go there at this time. So uh, Putin says, "Look, I'm coming to that. This briefing is coming to an end. It might be boring, but it explains many things." Uh, Tucker responds with, "It's not boring," and uh, Putin says, "Good, good. I'm so gratified that you appreciated that. Thank you." So um, Putin is is somewhat irked uh, by that now. Uh, to be fair, you, you don't interrupt the king when he's in full flow. Now, now Putin may not be the you know the king of Russia, but he is he's certainly the closest thing um, that the uh, the modern world has to a an old style um, king or, or or emperor. Um, so so I'm I'm going to use that uh, uh, that uh, that title for him. Um, and of course, um, you know, kings are not used to being um, interrupted, particularly in their own house. So, so he gives uh, he gives uh, Tucker a bit of a bit of a telling off of before that one. So anyway, so then he talks more about um, um, Poland collaborating with Hitler, um, about how um, territory was moved around in this war period, about how parts of Germany were given to to Poland, and indeed. Um, it's quite interesting, actually. That, that I mean, that, that that's worth looking at its own. The um, the western section of um, of what is today's Poland used to be uh, Germany. Now that's that is a very interesting um, reflection, actually, and and it kind of speaks to Putin's points because because Putin is like, okay, you know, a common ethnos has um, you know that culture, that that mindset. They they have that about them as a people, and that persists even if if the land borders change i would just note that um uh, if, if you look at uh, polish election results even today 
So when um, Donald Tusk, who is of course a you know very much a globalist, he's he's part of the club, part of the the, the regime that we all um, um, have our have our issues with. Um, the 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 basis of his support is the German bit of Poland. If you look at the um, what should we call it, the, the Polish bit of Poland, um, you know they they were very much um, opposed to, to Tusk. Um, and more the former government, which was which was very strident on saying things like, no, we're not going to have infinity Africans um, into our country. And as a result, Poland has not had the enrichment events that um, that we have to suffer here in the West on a regular basis because they simply close themselves down to this. So, I mean, that is, again, a, a good a good um, uh, point in in uh, Putin's arguments you know, in, in his favor here. Um, and, and of course, um, he then goes on to talk about how, um, you know, uh, he, he talks about Hitler asking uh, Poland to give him back um, these sections of Germany. Um, and um, Putin says, well, you know, Poland turned out to be uncompromising and Hitler had nothing to do but had nothing to do but start implementing his plans with Poland. Now, um, yes, of course, Poland is not going to give up its its tax cattle regardless of how strong the claim is and you could um you know i, I don't want to be um seen as uh, advancing hitler's arguments but nevertheless it is the case um that that those sections of poland were very german um uh and and um he he, he was he was trying to um uh, to, to reconstruct that but of course no, no nation ever willingly um, gives up its tax cattle, not because it necessarily believes in the people and the culture, not because it, it, it you know, it, it, it loves um, them for who they are, but, um, you know, all nations are, are desperate to, um, to keep its herd um, in place and compliance, expand it where it can, as, as it does today with, with mass immigration, um, and certainly not let it go whenever it can. Okay, so he then goes on to talk about um, after the Great Patriotic War, as we call World War II, those those territories were ultimately enshrined as belonging to Russia, the USSR. So he, he's talking about the other side now. Uh, as for Poland, it received apparently in compensation the lands which had originally been German, the eastern parts of Germany. These are now the western lands of Poland. Yeah, exactly. So, so like I say, those bits that that voted for Donald Tusk, um, those are um, that they, they have their origin in Germany. So it is perhaps less surprising that they they feel the globalist influence much more than than other parts of Poland. Um, and why um, you know they they returned a um, a globo global homo um, uh, government. Okay, so anyway, then he goes on to start. Then, then we're sort of in um, the um, you know the nineteen hundreds, and we're talking about uh, now the USSR. Um, Putin says here, Stalin insisted that those republics be included in the USSR as autonomous entities entities for some inexplicable reason. Lenin, the founder of the Soviet state, insisted they be entitled to withdraw from the USSR. So this is kind of interesting because now we're getting into the USSR. Um, I mean, first thing to say, he, he conflates the USSR with Russia. Um, I don't think that's, that's accurate. 
the USSR was never trying to be the Russian Empire. The USSR was trying to be well. I mean, it's, it's in the name, isn't it? It's it's the United um, uh, Socialist Soviet Soviet Republics. The Bolsheviks they wanted the USSR to encompass everything. You know, they they wanted it to expand across the globe. And what they envisaged was that I mean that they would have been happy with a um, with a, a Britain that was a um, socialist Soviet republic that it was 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 all bought in. So you know the, the Bolsheviks they weren't they weren't trying to create um, Greater Russia. What they were trying to do was create a collection of. Um, uh, Soviet republics, because the you know the workers of the world were going to rise up and and unite in in socialism. So that's not really inexplicable, um, but we we do start to see from from here on in um, Putin's absolute loathing of the Bolsheviks. Um, I, I I did kind of wonder if maybe there's a little bit more going on there. I mean. Um, uh, put it this way: the, the the Bolsheviks were overwhelmingly Jewish. Is that something that's going through Putin's mind? If it, because he sort of hints in places, it, it did make me think. I, w- I wonder if he's trying to make that point here. Um, he never says it explicitly, but I, I couldn't help but wonder if that was in there. I mean, Lenin, I believe Lenin had a um, a, a Jewish um, grandfather, although he was he was raised as um, as, as Orthodox. Um, but but yes, overwhelmingly the, the Bolsheviks were, were were Jewish, and I I wondered if he was just reticent to to go a little bit further on there, um, which he knew that he couldn't do for a Western audience. Possibly, I, I I don't know, but that that did occur to me. But he he certainly questions the decision making and the um, the priorities that the Bolsheviks made in a number of places. To watch the full video, please become a premium member at lotuseaters.com.